I got some bad news today. Um, I got some really, really bad news today. Like, literally, it wouldn't have mattered at what time I was going to record this podcast, but, um, uh, I got some bad news. Not necessarily in personal life. And literally, it just, like, a little bomb just got dropped on me, like, 30 minutes ago. And, um, it was to such a huge point where I was just like, you know, do I, you know, I know I I don't like to randomly take two days off and I kind of talked about it yesterday, but, um, it was so bad that I, at one point I was just like, you know what, let me just not even try and go to sleep and that'll be like 30 times better than actually trying to try, you know, and do a podcast just because it was just like, it was, it was something serious and it was something personal and it was something, you know, going on in the family. And I was just like, you know, honestly, do I really, do I really want to do this? And the long and the short of it is yes, but, um, I don't know. I don't know. But I was listening. Interestingly enough, I will. You know what I'll always do? You know what I always do whenever I get really, really shitty news? And I won't reveal what the news is because it's super personal and it's in my family and things of that nature. But what I'll do tonight, like I always do when, you know, my 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 grandmother died three years ago, when a lot of my aunts had passed a couple of years ago, or not a couple of years ago, literally it happened last year when two of my great aunts, my grandmother's sisters had passed. And when my brother's sister, not my brother's sister, my dad's sister had passed in February, you know, I just put on a Dave Chappelle um, special and, you know, that kind of gets me, that puts, that always puts me in a better mood. mood. It's, it's always, you know, as, as sad as I always get, it's just as low as I always get, I always love comedy and that usually maybe some Bo Burnham I did not inside that's super depressing but um definitely maybe what or make him happy or one of I've seen those two documentaries or those um those comedy specials way too much but yeah uh this podcast is gonna be I'll, I'll try and I'll try and perform. I'll try and be entertaining. Just know, like something really, really seriously had literally happened like thirty minutes ago, and I'm not completely done processing it. Like I'm, it, you know, like I have to go to a funeral literally in twelve hours, and I don't want to. I'm a pallbearer. I don't want to. I didn't want to before. I wasn't even thinking about going to the funeral just because I didn't know the person that well, and then it turns out, oh, I'm now a pallbearer. Which, um, I was like, okay. So, like, literally as soon as the funeral is done, I'm bouncing. Because I am so over. I I don't want to, I don't want to be around people. But, um, you know, hey, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have anything good to say right now, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't know. 
Un unpause my music. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. I'm sad, but I'm not so sad that I won't freaking fucking try. Posse music, I will say this. It took me like a good 10 to 20 minutes to like get me out of this kerfluckle. And I was listening to Coldplay's very fantastic Super Bowl performance. And um, yes, Paradise was one of the main songs on the, um, on the performance that I loved. Beyonce was there. Uh, Bruno Mars was there uh, and it was just such it was such an awesome 13 minutes didn't both of them have their own Super Bowls and I mean it was just such an awesome awesome performance by um, both of them by both Beyonce Bruno Mars backing up Coldplay but it was kind of like a collaborative thing it, was, it wasn't necessarily I mean Coldplay did like two sh uh, two songs and then two no they did three or four songs it was a Coldplay Super Bowl but it, it, I mean it was an awesome Super Bowl shout out to Beyonce I was actually thinking about playing formation until the bomb literally got fucking dropped in my chest but hey that's what life is sometimes bad things happen and there ain't shit that you can do about it except your response ladies and gentlemen this is my goddamn response I'm back I'm not gonna let freaking life kick me in the nuts I'm gonna say hey life I'm gonna get up I'm gonna say hey life guess who's gonna about to freaking kick you in the nuts 24 I'm back I'm back from the dead play call play again Hey, turn it all the way up! Pause it. You didn't turn it up, you turned it all the way down. What are you doing to me? What? Hey, unpause my music and turn it up. Blast it! Blast it! Blast it! I'm getting back into it, ladies and gentlemen. What do we got? What do we got on the docket today? First and foremost, you don't ask the questions. I ask the questions. I'm the podcaster. You're the pot. You're the listener. I ask the question. I got a lot of stuff on the docket here today, ladies and gentlemen. We got, we got first and foremost, it's exclusively football. I'm going to talk about some of the best players at the best position. I don't know how far along the list we're going to get down, but I just wanted to get... We're probably going to talk about the best candidates for defensive player of the year next year. We're going to probably talk about some of the best running backs. We're going to talk about, especially Ezekiel Elliott, what, what he was doing with his, with his trainer. And we're also going to talk about that doggone Demarcus Lawrence. Got a lot of Cowboy stuff. Got a lot of NFL stuff, ladies and gentlemen, coming up. Right here, 24th Podcast.
boy, oh boy, oh boy. This could be para, para. I can't, I can't do it like they do it. Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Shout out, big shout out to the absolute immaculate, absolute, almost unindomitable Coldplay. You know, you just forget how great they are as a band, how talented they are, and then you freaking put on a song, a track like Paradise, and then you're just like, wow, that's such a good, such a good song. And then listen, listen to the Super Bowl edition. It's just so good. It's just they have, they have, I, I know they have heavy stringed instruments, but I mean, oh my God, yeah. Oh my God. Just a, such a fantastic band. Billie Eilish just came out. There's a, there's so much good stuff to be excited about and happy about in the world. First and foremost, The Witcher. They just came out. I'm so excited. They just came out with their second trailer or their first trailer for their second season. It's coming out December 17th. I'm so excited. Billie Eilish just came out with a song yesterday uh, for her new album. It's going to be released July 31st in a couple of weeks. Three weeks, actually. Cannot wait. I have not heard it at all. It's called NDA. I've no like I heard I heard that there's a lot of tracks on her new album that are like banging, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait I'm gonna wait just a little bit, just gonna wait just a little bit until the album comes out. I'm just gonna wait. <clears throat> Anyways, Jesus Christ! All right. Weirdly enough, on my recommendations now, because I was just scrolling and listening to music and watching videos and stuff like that, um, I got one of my favorite songs of all time. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's easily one of my favorite songs. It's the absolutely legendary song by Alicia Keys, You Don't Know My Name. Come on now. Come on now. I got it in my record. Every single time I see it, I just got to freaking play it. Oh my god, I wish Alicia Keys wasn't married, because I would wifey her right now. I would I would do it. I would do it. Jesus Christ. I love Alicia Keys so much. Oh my god. <sighs> She's so fantastic. Oh my god. Yes, I'm watching and listening to the song right now. You you don't believe me? Oh my god. You don't you, you don't think I am listen to this. I'm listening to the music. I'm watching and listening to the music video. That's why she's talking right now. Um, special. The guy's about as dense as a freaking pile of bricks. This is this is the guy that Alicia Keys wants. This is the guy, right? That's in between me and eternal love with Alicia Keys. Really? Come on now. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, the hot chocolate so. He has no personality. He has he he has no intangibles. No tangibles, right? Dense as a pile of bricks. What's he saying? What's he saying? I don't know what he's saying. You don't know what he's saying. You know what I'm saying. Alicia Keys probably will know what I'm saying. This is ridiculous. This guy goes for freaking newspaper overcoat wearing. It looks like it's 60 degrees outside in New York City. This guy's wearing an overcoat like he's got somewhere more than to be. Hey, guy, with the coffee, get your ass out. While Alicia Keys is literally serenading him and seducing him, he's just like, a, 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 a coffee, black. What? What an idiot. 
This is the best part of the song. Literally had a dream that is very similar to what's going on in this in this music video. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna go into detail about it. it it's it's not a dirty dream. It's not a weird dream. It's just I met a girl in a freaking ice cream shop in Alicia Keys. You know my name was freaking playing. It was very it was very weird. It was like wow, this is super super. And I didn't even see the music video. I was just like I gotta listen to the song. I gotta write in my diary about freaking the song. God, Alicia Keys is so awesome. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. How old is Alicia? This podcast has gone officially off the rails. How old? I got to hold on. Because she she cannot be 40 years old. She's like 30, right? She looked like she was 20, 10 years ago. Holy shit. She's 40 years old. She does not look like she's 40. She looks like she's 20. She was 30 10 years ago. How's that physically possible? It's not to say, I, I mean, I don't understand that. That doesn't make any sense. First and foremost, she looks fantastic. I mean, that's just, I, that's just, I, I got to start there. Second of all, right? She, like, she literally, she looks 10 years younger. She looks, she always looks 10 years younger. She's always fantastic. I love her music. Oh my God, dude, that doesn't make any sense. How's that physically possible? How? And apparently I'm I'm like, because I'm freaking five years old, I'm reading her Wikipedia page because I just Googled her, right? She's a classically trained pianist, which is probably how she could do the, how she could like tickle the ivories. I didn't know that about Alicia Keys. I'm sorry. I don't know that much about Alicia Keys. All I know is that song and that's it. She literally looks like she's like, my age like she's in her mid-20s it's i don't i don't get it i don't get it i don't understand it i don't understand i don't i don't i don't i don't get it i have no idea i i don't know how she looks like that 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 does not make any sense to me oh my god i gotta get an alicia keys i gotta you know what i gotta do i gotta find my alicia keys i gotta i gotta find one I gotta find mine. Good. Oh my! I, it's so. It's such a good song. Everybody knows it. I gotta. I gotta play it. I gotta play it. I gotta play it. Play it. And then, and then this absolute. In the music video, this absolute dingus, absolute fucking moron sees one of his boys getting into a fight and then leaves Alicia Keys by herself. He leaves her by herself, walks off with his boys like an absolute dingus as she walks home by herself in New York City. Oh, Alicia, you could do so much better than that idiot. Oh, God. Turn it up this morning. 
It's one of my favorite songs ever. I said "Sad" by XXX Tentacion is one of my favorite. It's this is one of my favorite songs as well. God, man, sometimes girls just go for like the worst guys ever. The idiot in the coffee shop that that freaking runs at it. You know what he's gonna do, Alicia Keys? When shit hits the fan, he's gonna be like, he's not gonna freaking, he's not gonna freaking like. And then and then the worst thing in this music video happens. She gets on the phone with this guy, has no game, has no swagger, has no tangibles, has no intangibles, right, to seduce her. And then she just freaking like, like, uh, uh, oh my God, Alicia, do better, better, do much better, much better. Turn it up. This, this is this is her this is her spinning game to the guy. My manager be tripping and stuff talking about we gotta use water, but I always use some milk and cream for you, cuz <laughs> She's talking essentially, by the way, if you don't know what she's saying in the music video, she's essentially saying I put in water into your coffee, or not water, but I like I make his coffee special for him because it's like and she's a waitress, you know, she doesn't have a lot, but she's like, like, this is the ways that I show that I like you. And then this absolute dingus just stands there like, uh, 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 I'm a freaking moron. I'm, a, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, 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 I'm so angry, right? I'm so angry right now with this absolute dingus. Dingus! God. This guy's so stupid. And then they and then she freaking the phone breaks up and this absolute dumpster, this donkey just is like, yeah, I'll I'll go out on a date with you. Alicia Keys has essentially done everything. What has this guy done? Nothing except sit in a chair, act like a freaking donkey, just sat there, dingus, stupid. I can't believe it. This is the end of the song. Sorry, Mr. Man. Good afternoon. Can I take your order? This is this is when this is after the party, right? Dingus! Doesn't even recognize her. doesn't even the sad fucking thing is he doesn't even recognize that this is the girl from the fucking party why does she like this guy why 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 do you like him alicia why 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 do you do this to me alicia case does this to me on a friday night on a saturday night on a sunday night she sings about a guy that Freaking doesn't recognize her as a waitress in a bar in a in a freaking in a freaking bed and breakfast in New York City. Doesn't recognize her. Doesn't care about her. Then she's like, I don't know why this guy doesn't like me. I mean, I'm about to lose my mind because of Alicia Keys. But oh my God, do I love me some dog on Alicia Keys? Whew, baby, she's so fantastic. <clears throat> so, well, <coughs> I'm already losing my voice. Where do we begin um, after ranting and raving for about 20 minutes <clears throat> on the, um, oh God, I just saw something from Florio. You know what? You know, let's start here, right? Let's start here. 
Florio and Pro Football Talk, I haven't seen anything from Florio in months. My life has been better because of it. So I'm watching, no, I mean, like literally, not even watching. Like I literally just got this recommended, this video recommended to me. And the title of the video is NFL Expansion Could Come to Chicago Next. And my first response is, what? And then my second response is, why? First and foremost, Chicago, it's not like they represent the Cubs, the Sox, the White Sox, and then they represent the Bulls and the Bears. Not in that order, but specifically Bulls, Bears, White Sox, no, Cubs, then White Sox, depending on if you live on the south side or the north side of Chicago. But everybody represents certain sports teams. It's a very traditional city. It is terrible to branch into because they have their fans. It's not like fans are going to be like, oh my gosh, we need another football team in our very, very terrible football town because our football team can't win a doggone football game. They can't win Super Bowls. Their offense is non-existent because they think that they're freaking in the 1980s and they'll build around a defensive player. <clears throat> but I was very I was very weirded out by that title. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Usually, you would, like, in my opinion, I'm like, why doesn't the NFL try and move into San Antonio or Austin? That's what I'm thinking of. Just like literally deep in the heart of Texas. You know? I'm like, why not move into there? Because literally, Texas is like the breeding ground of just football. <clears throat> and I'm just like, I don't understand why you aren't trying to do that more. Why aren't you trying to move into Texas more? But sure, fine, Chicago. That's a that's a football city. That's a football state that everybody loves. You know, or hell, you could even do right by the city of St. Louis, Missouri and move back to St. Louis because they are absolutely rabid for football, if you didn't notice. You know, just saying. But let's let's hear what Mike Florio has to say. Let's listen to what he's got up his sleeve. Let's listen to why there's going to be another NFL team expanding into Chicago. And then we'll promptly, I mean, we won't even listen to it fully. We'll just destroy him as we go on. Let's just listen. Let me unmute. Virtual lock to expand to Las Vegas and Seattle. What markets are in the conversation? Oh, my bad. His mixer is terrible. Uh, that's as loud as I can get it. I'll have to boost it. But uh, yeah, like it, I'll fade it in. At JR the boss man, the NBA is a virtual lock to expand to Las Vegas and Seattle. What markets are in the conversation as it pertains to potential NFL expansion? Well, I'll say this, JR the boss man. The conversation about potential NFL expansion hasn't happened yet. I think the NFL is looking at this in a linear fashion. First, they got to 17 games. Next, they'll get to 18 games. They won't be able to increase the inventory of total games beyond 18. So the only way to increase the inventory of total games after you get to an 18-game season is to expand the number of teams. More teams, more games. I would suspect that cities that have successfully hosted NFL teams in the past would be in the mix. Now, the lawsuit filed by St. Louis against the NFL, set to go to trial, by the way, uh, right about the time the Super Bowl happens in L.A. where the Rams moved. I think St. Louis at, at some point would potentially be in play, and maybe a settlement would include some sort of favored nation status for St. Louis in the event that there's expansion in the future. That's part of the deal 
that averted litigation when the Browns left Cleveland back in 1995. I'd say San Diego, to the extent that someone's going to build a stadium there without... That's incorrect already. I mean, we're halfway through the video. He said some stuff that's right. He said some stuff that's wrong. Um, San Diego, no, no. They want to be Chargers fans. They're the biggest. They're one of the biggest Chargers market in the entire nation. Just like, no. It's going to be like the, like a lot of people, for example, are talking about, first and foremost, right? The Like before we talk about more teams expanding, let's talk about the three teams that have expanded into, you know, into LA and Las Vegas respectively that have moved to LA, that have moved to new markets, LA, Las Vegas, right? So Chargers, uh, Chargers fans aren't, super stoked that they're in LA. They're not. Chargers fans, like I've said it before, I'll say it again, don't be surprised if Chargers fans don't go to the games again and the stadium gets overrun by different fans of different football teams again. Don't be surprised. It's not going to look pretty for the NFL and the Chargers because they're like, oh crap, none of our fans show up and the Chiefs a divisional rival has a bigger fan presence than the Chargers. Don't be surprised week two when the Cowboys go down to freaking LA, the freaking Cowboys will freaking dominate and destroy. And then they'll be like, wait a second, there's way more Cowboy fans here than Chargers fans. It's like, yeah, because the Cowboys practice in Oxnard every single offseason because like they that's what they've been doing since like the 80s and the 90s. What about the Vegas Raiders, right? I dunk on them all the time i'm gonna dunk on them i think today as well raiders right talk about it all the time allegiant stadium nice stadium right doesn't matter do you want to know why because allegiant stadium and the raiders i don't know the actual like fan presence in las vegas like it seems like the vegas like the vegas media i i remember i was watching a lot of vegas uh interviews with all of their players like Derek Carr and Henry Ruggs and all these other guys. And we'll talk about Henry in a couple minutes. <clears throat> but, like, they were always asking them about the uh, the Las Vegas Black Knights or something like that. The hockey team. They, they love, for some weird reason, they become attached to a hockey team in a desert, only in Sin City. What's the Vegas hockey team? I don't know. I don't, Vegas. Yeah, it's the Vegas Golden Knights. Right? They love that team probably more than the Raiders. It's weird, though. Like, literally the first second I got, it's it's one of the most hidden things about the about Las Vegas. If you're not from Las Vegas, they actually rep the Golden Knights. Literally, the guy that took me to the rental shop, rental place, first day I got to Vegas was wearing a Golden Knights t-shirt. I was just like, Vegas has a hockey team? My first reaction was, Vegas has another sports team? What is it? And then I figured out it was a hockey team. A lot of people were repping the, repping the Golden Knights. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> so, don't know anything about the uh, the Las Vegas football team. Don't know anything about, you know, their fan base and what the fan base actually, it does the fan base support and rep the football team? I don't know. What I do know is, uh, both transitions with Vegas and LA have been shaky and rocky at best. At worst, all of the new expansions are going to essentially be futile. Not futile, but uh, 
uh, I don't want to say unprofitable, but uh, it's going to look bad, excuse me, on the NFL because of just like how ridiculous they're going to look after Vegas gets swamped by Kansas City Chiefs fans and LA getting swamped again by Cowboy fans and Kansas City Chiefs fans and Bronco fans. It's not going to it's not going to be a good look. But you know, hey, I'm not the person that's billions upon billions of dollars in debt and uh, had to spend like twice as much money on the stadium. Uh, I'm not a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire. I'm not an owner. But hey, it's on them if they want to screw up their money and not generate more money long term and move into cities that don't necessarily want them to be there and not build new stadiums in cities that actually want them to be there. But hey, you know, it's the NFL. It's you know, it's whatever they want to do, which apparently they want to not please their fans and have their teams in new stadiums. But, you know, in, in their host cities. But, Taxpayer you know, dollars. Sorry about that. Regardless, let's listen in again. I would say, and, and this whole Chicago, Arlington Heights stadium thing has gone from not even a whisper to a roar in just a few weeks. So if you don't know what's going on with Chicago, a little bit of context. Let me turn it down. Just a tad, I apologize. They finally seem to have gotten um, whatever they need to do uh, in order. So <clears throat> I didn't talk about it because I I was like, talk to me when something is a little bit more concrete. Essentially, the ownership for the Chicago Bears is moving out of Soldier Field. And I don't know when it can actually be done, maybe in like 10 plus years, because I think the lease on Soldier's Field is for the next 10 years or something like that. I don't know if they own the stadium. I don't know who owns the stadium. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these things. But regardless, the ownership for the Bears is looking for a new stadium, right? Because apparently they're sick and tired of Soldier Field. Now, why are they sick and tired of Soldier Field? Field, excuse me, I, I have no idea. But they are 1,000% looking for a new football stadium. And um, apparently it is in the form of Arlington Heights, which is a former racetrack outside of Chicago. And depending on who you are, depending on what type of fan you are for Chicago, you're either super pissed off or you know, you're ecstatic because Soldier Field has needed a lot of renovations for decades. It's kind of what happened with the San Diego um, Chargers, where they were their city, <clears throat> now the Los Angeles Chargers, where they were their stadium that the Chargers was in was like 70 years old before they moved out of it. And there were, you know, millions upon millions of dollars in renovation fees that needed to be done to make the stadium more modern because I think I think it's like, I don't know if they were sitting in bleachers, but they were essentially shitting, sitting in like shitty seats or whatever. <clears throat> I know Green Bay um, Lambeau Field has bleachers, but I mean, like, you know, there it's like cute because the stadium is old, but it's renovated. It's modern. It has some new aspects. San Diego, it's not necessarily cute to sit in hot ass bleachers. I, I'm not a bleachers guy myself, but you know, it is what it is. But the Bears, you know, for some weird reason, now they're looking for a new stadium. And because they want to get in on all of the new stadium buzz, all of the short-term revenue, I haven't covered it, but essentially every new stadium brings with it short-term revenue. 
Um, it usually declines over the next like five to six years, depending on, um, depending on the team. But like initially, I think it gets like a, a like a bump in revenue. Like the team gets a bump in revenue for the first three years, it, for plenty of different reasons. I'm not really sure what the reasons are, but they do get a bump in revenue, and then the uh, the bump resides very very quickly because uh, pretty stadium does not equal actual interest in the actual football team and or an actually good football team. So most, like, we'll see the Raiders, they'll have a decline in revenue because, you know, it's the Raiders and the team probably won't be that interesting because they're not a very good football team. Same thing goes with the um, with the Chargers. Rams are kind of interesting because they're actually a good football team in a new stadium, but we'll, we'll kind of see what happens after that. Like, there's been so many new stadiums that have been built over the last couple of years, it's kind of insane. Like, we kind of forget that, like, for example, the Minnesota Vikings just built a new stadium. Couldn't care less. Atlanta just built a new awesome stadium with, like, a, um, a like, uh, with a really, really awesome rooftop opening. Couldn't care less. Like, nobody cares. I don't care about the new stadiums, right? Because <clears throat> um, I, I don't go to the stadiums. The majority of us fans, right, we don't go to the games. We watch the games at our houses, right? It's not millions of people in the stadiums. It's millions of people at home. It's not like a concert where like millions of people or hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people are at the concert. And then, you know, if you didn't go to the concert, you're shit out of luck because usually there's not like a live streaming event of a concert. But, you know, football and professional sports is different where they will 1000% broadcast and rebroadcast their games. Let me, I was watching a little bit of Danny Phantom and, I want to watch some more. Let me get, or do I want to watch The Office? I've been watching The Office. I want to watch The Office. Let me watch The Office. I got some Danny Phantom. I've been watching The Office for the last couple of uh, days. Love it. I mean, it's The Office, bro. Hold on. I got to get it out of my closet. Give me like two seconds. I know, I know. What we do here on 24's podcast. Sometimes, not all the time. Just really want to watch a little bit of The Office, bro. I'll say this. Hold on. Let me get The Office out of my closet. I'll say this. As I, I'll say it once I come back. Hold on. disastrous the organization of all of these discs are like they don't separate them they're in a really really shitty like organization thing i'll say this when it comes to investments that i've made in entertainment like i've bought a vinyl player i've bought you know speakers for said vinyl player that make it sound that make everything sound 20 times better i'll say this when it comes to just entertainment investments. One of the best investments I ever made was buying the complete series of The Office on DVD. I will say that, and I will not be ashamed of it. 
It is such a goddamn awesome TV show. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Hold on. I was like watching season six. It's weird. It's like literally. And there it goes. There goes all my discs. Hold on. Ah, oh, sorry about that. It's weird. It's like, literally, I've bought like the entire series of The Office and Parks and Rec because they were off of Netflix. I literally like stayed up all night watching like the final minutes of of like The Office and Parks and Rec as like as both of them were like leaving Netflix. Essentially, Netflix... I mean, the only reason why I know about The Office and Parks and Rec, I'm not going to lie to you, is because of... I mean, it's because of Netflix. And it, like, I don't know if that's any other millennial. I would assume so. But yeah, it's it's literally why I know about The Office. Why is season five? Oh, that, that's season eight. There's way... They organize this? I hate this. This is like the most laziest way to like have a season... Not a season, but like a bunch of discs because it's just so freaking hard to get these things like they just oh my god. It's so hard to describe how crappy they butchered this, but they butchered it. Surprise, surprise. And it's like they leave they leave me, the consumer, to deal with this god awful disc structure that I now have to deal with on like a you know, freaking daily basis. Every single time I touch this goddamn thing. Now, where is it? Where is the sixth season? Where are all of... Hold on. Like, literally. What is... This is season seven. Where is the first disc for season... The third disc for season seven? Or season six? What? This is season six. Oh my god, like, I just, I even organized these discs incorrectly. I now, I'm like, gonna have to freaking turn on a light. Where is this thing? Here is C. I'm like, it's just a complicated organizational mess. I don't know whose bright idea it was to just stack up DVDs on top of one another. But uh, that's what they did. There's like over 40 or 50 discs because there's like eight seasons. And they all just stacked them up instead of having one of those flappy things. I'm very annoyed. in my dvd player yes i still have one i have a two-in-one i have a dvd player and a vhs player remember that of course you do or don't if depending on if you're not a millennial yes i'm a millennial but i loved i grew up watching vhs's bro come on now i watched the little mermaid like 80 times on vhs i've never seen it on dvd let's go back to mike florio after the disaster of me trying to change out a dvd so, we were talking about Mike Florio, and we were talking about change of locations within the NFL. That's what we were doing, uh, of team locations, right? So, specifically, we were talking about Arlington Heights and how Chicago ownership had a, is essentially trying to buy that out for the new stadium location because, again, Soldiers Field needs millions upon millions of dollars of... of um, of uh, renovations and 
like, would it be cheaper to do millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars, even if it were, like, let's say it was hundreds of millions of dollars of renovations, right? Would it be cheaper to do, to do that, excuse me, over, over um, making a new stadium? Absolutely. Will they do it? No, because they want the initial bump in revenue, more excitement, things of that nature, right? Now, when it comes to the the like the Chicago Bears I mean we've kind of covered it but I actually kind of want to finish off Mike Florio and what he's talking about and things of that nature as I'm watching Dwight do something I don't I'm not familiar with this episode of I gotta turn on subtitles I gotta see what they're saying now because I I don't I don't know what they're saying top menu top menu where is the disc menu I don't understand why, why this is so hard. Let's listen to uh, to Mike Florio. The Bears are going to build their own stadium. State-of-the-art, maximum revenue streams, number three market in the nation. The no- really? Chicago is a number three market for the Bears? I mean, is it really? Really? I mean, I, I, I doubt that. They're a number three market? Really? Are you sure they're a number three market? Let me. Let me, no, let, me let me look that one up. Are they a number three market? Top football markets NFL. It is. Really? Why? <laughs> I'm like. Why is it such a large market? That doesn't make any sense. The Bears suck. It's like usually you would think, hold on, ranking the 115 U.S.-based franchises in the big four sports leagues. This is NBA, NHL, NBA, and NFL. No, NBA, NHL, NFL, and then MLB. Really? Sports market team. Yeah, I mean, it's the Bears. Oh, uh, wait, wait, yeah. I, I, I guess it's homes in the in the cities that watch the games, I guess, which is kind of true. But do they watch the respective teams that are in the cities? Like, for example, like there's 3.472 million homes in Chicago. There's no way that they all watch the Bears. There's no way because the Bears suck. There's no way every single Chicago Bears fan, and there's no way that in a large market like Chicago, they all watch the Bears. Just like how in New York City, I know for a fact that they don't watch exclusively Jets and Giants. There's no way. So, no, that's that's not a thing. It's 1,000% not a thing. <clears throat> there's no way. Goodness gracious. I don't understand it. All right. Let's move on. One market has two teams. The number two market has two teams. I think Chicago would be a potential site, either for relocation or expansion. And also London. Al Michaels said 10 years ago, when the league goes back to Los Angeles, it will be two teams, not one. 
I think there's room for two teams in London. And I, th- I love how he's like, you know, Al, Al Michaels, one of the best NBC, not NBC, NFL sports commentators of all time, uh, predicted that when the – hold on. Cool. Sorry about that. When the NFL would go back to L.A., it would be two teams, not one. I love how he's just like, oh, man, like I'm just, I'm just going to throw out my best Al Michaels impression – and be and just try to act like Al Michaels. It's just you're not Al Michaels. Sit down, Florio. If the NFL ever does go to London, it will be two teams, whether it's expansion or whether it's an expansion team and a current team, maybe a current team that plays in London every single year. I, hey, what? There is no expansion team that plays in London. And uh, I I know folks in Jacksonville, you're not happy to hear that, but I'm not the one who's decided that the Jaguars are going to play a home game in London every year. They don't, right? The Jags don't. Unless I'm missing something. Let me just type it in. Maybe I'm missing something. Do they play a home game every single year in London? Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, technically they did because the Jags were a terrible football team and they were like, we have to, you know, find a team to do it and nobody wanted to do it and it was the Jags. But I'm not sure if they're doing that now. But yes, they have played in the international game in London every single year. So, yes, he's right, but I'm not sure if he's right now. And that's it. God. No, Chicago should not 1000%. They should not be the team that freak the city that gets another team. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh my god. I'm telling you, man. Like I, I feel like they're just looking at the freaking markets and are just like, we don't we don't really care about anything else besides markets. And it's just like, okay. Okay, watch it. Watch what's happened. Watch what's going to happen. Watch what's going to happen. Watch. Just watch. <clears throat> when, L- when Las Vegas freaking turns on the Raiders and L.A. turns on the Chargers, just watch. Just watch. Everybody, like, do stuff about you know, being excited and things of that nature. I'm like, okay. Okay. Watch what's going to happen week two of the uh, the regular season. Let me sit down. Week two regular season when, um, <clears throat> when the Cowboys come in and they freaking absolutely take over. Whatever that stadium is. Maybe DeMarcus Lawrence will finally do something and – Instead of saying, oh, man, that's a pretty stadium for L.A. Looks like we're going to have to spoil it. Then he absolutely showed his ass to the, you know, to the entirety of the NFL and embarrassed the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. What a joke. Anyways, speaking of Demarcus Lawrence, I have been on the Demarcus Lawrence absolute murder spree. Some would even call it a killing spree like I was Eminem <coughs> or Logic. 
I forgot who made that song, Killing Spree. I think it was Logic, now that I think about it. So, now... Just got another Witcher thing. Sorry about that. So, <clears throat> now, right, we're going over. I was going over a couple days ago, and I was looking at Demarcus Lawrence's statistics from Pro Football Reference, right? Uh, I'm going to try and incorporate statistics more into my show because I really haven't done it so much um, in the last year. I've been focusing more on tape analysis, and I've kind of let statistics be drawn to the wayside i kind of want to start off things now with film and tape and then we'll freaking hammer on the point with statistics right i'm gonna hit you over the head with both so when it comes to demarcus lawrence we already discussed how he is staggeringly below average when it comes to sacks in reference let me show you to demarcus lawrence right Demarcus Lawrence, he has 11 and a half sacks over the last two years, right? And we'll just focus in on this year. He had six and a half sacks this year. Terrible, right? Um, TJ Watt, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, 15 sacks, right? Um, Aaron Donald, one of the, the best defensive player in the NFL, 13 and a half sacks. I put in Chandler Jones because Chandler Jones is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. 19 sacks. And Joey Bosa got um, seven and a half sacks this year, but that's primarily because he was hurt and he missed games. But the year before that, he got 11 and a half sacks. So those are the average. As a matter of fact, let me change out Joey Bosa. Who should I change him out to? Let's just go with Von Miller. How about that? Let's have some fun. Get Von Miller. And to keep in mind, Von Miller has been on the decline as of late. Let's just, just check out Von's statistics, right? Didn't even play last year because he got hurt. Von Miller, year before that, Von Miller, who is old and aging and 30 years old, got eight sacks comparatively to Demarcus Lawrence's um, six and a half. And before that, it was 14 and a half, 10, 13 and a half, 11, 14. And then you have to go all the way back to 2013, his only other non-double-digit sack year to find a single-digit sack year. And that was because he only played in nine games. So technically speaking, he was on track to get double-digit sacks in the year that he was injured and he only had five sacks. I'm very upset with Demarcus Lawrence because he's below average in, in sacks. But everybody wants to say to me, well, 24, 24, 24, 24. Demarcus Lawrence, he doesn't, he doesn't do sacks well. He does everything else well. And, 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 and sacks, they're, they're, they're just not very important. They're not, you know, they're not the only way to determine whether or not an NFL edge rusher or a pass rusher or a defensive lineman is of value. Don't hit me with that nerdy, nerdy, whiny voice, right? I should know because I have a nerdy, whiny voice. They hit me with that, and I'm just like, that's ridiculous. He should be better, right? When it comes to, 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 stack, to sacks, excuse me. Only in Dallas do we, for some weird reason, not count sacks 
as an important statistic for evaluating the defensive end position. Only in Dallas. Everywhere else, they're like, yeah, that's super important. But only in Dallas, they're just like, yeah, sacks don't matter. So it's like, what? You go up to Steeler country, to, uh, to Pittsburgh, you say that crap, they'll be like, what? What are you talking about? You go up, you go down to Arizona, where they got Joey and, uh, and Chandler. They'll be like, what? What are you talking about? That doesn't make any sense. So in the case of Demarcus Lawrence, right, we know we've established he's below average when it comes to, maybe not below average, but when it comes to the top tier guys, he he's terrible when it comes to generating sacks. He's terrible, right? But then we look at other aspects of his game, right? Everybody talks to me about, well, he gets pressure on the quarterback, and he's he's great at generating pressure, right? He's great at generating pressure against the quarterback. I say, no, he's not. The quarterback doesn't have to adjust significantly towards him. His internal clock doesn't accelerate. He doesn't have to try and worry about getting the ball out. He doesn't have to try and compensate him, compensate for him. He just is like, oh, yeah, we can, we can chip here. We can match him up against our right tackle there or our left tackle there, and he won't get around them in time because he's not very good at rushing the passer, ladies and gentlemen. I love it whenever people... Hold on. Or maybe, like, literally it's like 1 o'clock in the morning, text messages, phone calls are not good. Again, I open up this podcast saying... Hold on, let me... uh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This may be. This may be uh something important. I may have to take a phone call. I'll play some like music if. Hold on. I'm gonna call. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out for a couple of minutes. Hello. Uh. Oh wait, hold on.
<coughs> Sorry about that. Oh my god. Uh, some good news. Some good news and the bad news. Again, personal family matter. Uh, some good news. Some good news. I was actually like, do I want to continue? Or do I want to um to retire for tonight? And I was just like, I gotta, I gotta fucking, I gotta fucking keep pushing. I have to. Gotta fucking keep pushing. So let's keep fucking pushing. I think who is it? Like, there are so many great movies. That um, it was the uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie where, um, <clears throat> Miles Morales's uncle, is just like you know you gotta fucking keep pushing. You're already there. You got gotta fucking. It's a sad moment, cause he you know he, spoiler he dies. It's just like you gotta fucking keep pushing. You get you're already there. You're almost there, Miles. You're all and he died. And then it's just like Dave Chappelle said, no matter what happens in life, you gotta fucking keep pushing. So. Is me fucking pushing. Um, anyways, what was I saying? I'm tired. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about ending the podcast. I will very, very soon, but not, not right now. And by ending the podcast, I mean I will end the podcast episode, not the actual podcast. So, um, we were talking about. We're, like, trying to essentially establish DeMarcus Lawrence is a very, very, like, mediocre to below mediocre uh, defensive end, right? That's my perspective. That's not a lot of other people's perspectives, but that's my perspective. And I will continue to uh, hold that until he proves otherwise. So, essentially, what I was trying to establish was that DeMarcus is a is not as is below the standard when it comes to elite pass rushers or even just defenders or edge players in the NFL. Like he's not an elite defender. I don't know why PFF talks about his pressures. I don't see the pressures, right? Let me give you some statistics. So I always talk about how sacks are the most important or one of the most important statistics that you can have as a edge rusher. But one of the other really, really useful statistics that helps kind of like determine whether or not you're a decent pass rusher or not is quarterback hits, right? It's how many times you can legally hit a quarterback without drawing a foul. It's like um, a, a PBU, right? A pass broken up. You don't get a pass broken up if you commit a foul, right? Against a wide receiver. The same thing happens for a quarterback hit. You cannot illegally hit a quarterback hit, and boom, that's a that's one of your quarterback hits, right? You have to legally hit the quarterback to get these quarterback hits, okay? So let's go into DeMarcus Lawrence's um, quarterback hits. Each year, it has declined for the past four years, essentially since the 2017 season, right? 26 then, and that was when he had his great year of 14 and a half sacks, 23 in 2018, again, a, a pretty fantastic year uh, where he had 10 and a half sacks. I'll take that. And then it decreased again to 16 in 2019, 
when he had five sacks and then to 10 last year when he had six and a half. So, Demarcus Lawrence, his quarterback hits have constantly gone down as his, you know, as the seasons progress, right? But what's the context? What exactly is the benchmark for pass rushers in the NFL? I got it. I got it. I got I got the numbers. I got the number. I always got the I got the goods. Got the goods. So again, this is TJ Watt. This is his quarterback hits. He has 41. Comparatively to 10. 10. Ladies and gentlemen, 41 to 10. Now I'll say this, TJ Watt, the 2020 season, unicorn of a season where he was, he was a fucking monster. It's just that some monster, monster of a football player. But 41 quarterback hits. He's nowhere near elite. This is Aaron Donald, right? Defensive tackle. 28, again, comparatively to 10. Oh, and by the way, ironically enough, DeMar- not DeMarcus, Aaron Donald, when he had 20 and a half sacks uh, that season, he had 41 quarterback hits, just to put into context how dominant T.J. Watt was last season. Right? This is Chandler Jones. His last season, his his last productive season, not last season when he only played for five games and had one sack, but the 2019 season where, oh, check this out, 19 sacks, 26 quarterback hits. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Isn't that interesting? It's, it's funny that, like, either he has a fourth of what most of the top guys have or... He doesn't even, or he has a third, or a little bit over a half. Hmm. Isn't isn't that interesting? Isn't isn't that just a whole lot of fun? That was Chandler Jones. Let's check out Von Miller. Von Miller with eight sacks in 2019. Eight. Wasn't it again? We went over how like absolutely rare this season is of eight sacks. But holy Toledo. He even had the, the, the gumption, the the gall, the wherewithal to be able to freaking get 20 quarterback hits on a freaking quarterback. On quarterbacks. At least he has the stones, the fortitude to be able to go out there and get 20 quarterback hits. Right? 20. Not even a great season by the absolute indomitable Vaughn Miller. Not a great season. Not a great season. Not a double-digit sack season. It's a good season. A lot of dudes will take that. Not a double-digit sack season. 20 quarterback hits. Where's, where, where is this elite trait, these elite statistics for Demarcus Lawrence? I don't understand it. Where are they? Because I can't find them on the stat sheet. I can't find them on the tape. I like I can't I can't find them. Somebody tell me where I can find these statistics, this this tape of him dominating 
playing at the same level that Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, Chandler Jones, Von Miller plays at on an annual. Hell, I could have, I, I stopped at four. I could have brought in Khalil Mack. As a matter of fact, ring, ring, ring. Khalil Mack wants to enter the building. Hold on, let me let me put him on line one. Let me bring in Khalil Mack into this conversation. Let me talk. Let me bring up Khalil Mack. Let me bring him into the situation because everybody wants to let me tell over emphasize the points emphasize let me overemphasize because everybody wants to de-emphasize how bad demarcus lawrence is let me provide you with a little bit more gumption a little bit more help a little bit more mustard on your hot dog and i'm gonna serve you up some khalil mac let me tell you something about that How many sacks did he have in 2020? And you know what? 2020, 2019 haven't been great seasons for him. Nine sacks, eight and a half. Again, good years. Good years. But even Khalil Mack, who's had down seasons, has had 13 quarterback hits, 14 quarterback hits, far, not far more, more than Marcus Lawrence. And even when he had double-digit sacks, 12 and a half, he had 18. He had 18. He almost had doubled in the Marcus Lawrence. And Khalil Mack has been bottlenecked because the Chicago Bears, everybody's finding out, oh my God, all we have to do is stop Khalil Mack and the freaking Bears defense sucks. And he was also on the Raiders. So I just, where's the elite traits? Where are they? Oh, and of course, he plays linebacker. He doesn't play defensive end, Khalil Mack. So he drops back into coverage occasionally. Where's the elite traits? No sacks, no quarterback hits. Comparatively to his peers, the elite guys. Where's where's the production? I don't I don't see it. But oh wait, there's more. I got something for you, right? Cuz everybody wants to talk about well, well TFL. They want to talk out of their ass. They want to talk about tackles for a loss. That's what TFL means. Tackles for loss. Demarcus, unsurprisingly enough, has a similar amount to quarterback hits. 11. Oh, congratulations. But does this make him an elite defender? Yes and no. Let's take a look. Right? TJ Watt, again, unicorn. 23, that is not the standard. But let's look, this is 23 tackles for a loss, but let's look at Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, 14 tackles for a loss. You have um, uh, Chandler Jones, he has 11, right? Von Miller, in a down season, had 10. The year before that, in 2018, when he had 14 and a half sacks, 14. And then for Chi-Town, Khalil Mack, he had 11. So again, when it comes to tackles for a loss, he is comparable to his peers. And everybody wants to be like, yeah, yeah, see, that's where DeMarcus Lawrence makes his money. But do you want to know another couple of facets and another couple of ways that DeMarcus Lawrence can and cannot make his money? Let's talk about fumbles and forced fumbles, ladies and gentlemen. Because I heard that everybody, first and foremost, about tackles for a loss. Let me emphasize this point here. Everybody says that he's one, one in a million when it comes to tackles for a loss. The reason why I mention all of these other players that have similar statistics is that he's not one in a million. 
he is on par with his statistics or on par with his peers in this statistic. So congratulations in one of the one of the I'll say more important statistics he is on his peers, but like literally every other statistic he isn't. Which is one statistic. Okay, congratulations. But with like every other one, you're not. But let's continue this trend. Let's look at his fumbles, his forced fumbles, ladies and gentlemen. Let's look at that. He had four in 2020. TJ Watt had two. Year prior to that, he had eight. Um, Aaron Donald. Is this Aaron Donald? Yes, this is. Aaron Donald, he had four. Chandler Jones had eight. So it looks like four to eight is a standard. Four. And then ba, 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 for Khalil Mack, he had three. But then you look at all of these other statistics, right? like passes defended against. It's like for Von Miller or specifically for Khalil Mack, it's like three. I think for Chandler Jones or specifically Von Miller, it was like three. And then for like TJ or not TJ Chandler, it was like five. These are like batted balls. For Aaron, because he's, you know, an interior defensive lineman, he doesn't have any. He has like one. And then TJ, he has seven. And then let's look at Demarcus Lawrence. Two. comparatively to like his peers that have like four or five so in some statistics like force fumbles he is he is on par with his peers but and also with tackles for loss but with like every other statistic he is like below his peers i won't say below average because he's not like a below average defensive lineman specifically a defensive end but there are so many times where i'm just like oh my god this guy isn't even like on the level of his peers, of like Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald, etc., etc., etc. He's a good defensive end who they're overpaying to be an elite defensive end. And he's not. He's not. I haven't seen the dominance. I haven't seen the, um, the, uh, I, I haven't, I don't remember the last time he had a dominant game. Let me find out. Let me like go to his game logs. Let me see 2020. Let me see if he had an awesome game in 2020. I mean, def define awesome. <laughs> I'm like, define awesome. I mean, he had against Washington, the 3-25 to loss. It's funny how, like, he will show up in, like, the worst losses ever. Like, he had two tackles for a loss, four total tackles, and, like, one sack. And then he had one quarterback hit. And then that, that was a loss. Against Philly, he had five solo tackles, three tackles for a loss, and, like, two quarterback hits, and, like, zero sacks, right? No, he had one sack, right? So, it's, like, it's weird. It's, like, how he will always have, like, really, really decent games and, like, the worst games ever. It's just like, wow. Huh. That's interesting. It's almost as if he pads his statistic. Oh, don't say that. But um, let me also look at 2019 as well for awesome football games. Oh, he had one awesome football game against Washington where he had one tackle or one sack, three solo tackles, and like three quarterback hits. 
And then he had two tackles for a loss as well. And that's kind of it. He had like... I don't remember how many tackles for a loss he had, but he didn't have like a lot. He had, I mean, a, a, a pretty solid game against New England where he had two tackles for a loss. And um, four total tackles. But again, 9-13 to 13 loss. I mean, I'm just saying, like, where's the awesome production? Where's, like, you know, the statistics that I can hang my hat on to, like, you know, puff out my chest and be like, he's a great football player. It's it's not him. It's the football team. It's just like, where, where are those games? Because I, I cannot find them. And the sad reality is the majority of people cannot find them as well. Because they don't exist. Maybe not the majority of people. All of people cannot find these like awesome games in the last couple of years because they don't exist. Can we stop defending him when he does not play well? It's what I don't understand whatsoever that we're defending this guy who sucks anyways um thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast um i'm gonna come back ironically enough tomorrow um not so goddamn late but um we'll be casting because this next podcast that i'm gonna you know do is gonna be on sunday I'm going to take Monday off. I should have taken Wednesday off. I'm going to take Monday off. And I'll be back Tuesday. Is it? Is that when the next Phoenix Suns game is? Maybe on Tuesday is when the series will be wrapped up? I'm not sure. We'll see. It's not because the Phoenix Suns. Oh, no. The next game is on Wednesday. Regardless, we're going to be back on Tuesday. And that's when um, that's when I'll be back after the Sunday game. Or I could be back on Wednesday. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I'll probably be back at the earliest Tuesday at the latest Wednesday. I'll give you a heads up. Anyways, I'm peacing out. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 24's podcast, the best video gaming and sports podcast on the entire internet. Links for all of my other podcasts will be in the description down below. I'm tired. I'm peacing out. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. I did not want to do this. Not because, um, just because I, I was, you know, I, I just got shitty news, you know? You know, every like, I just got shitty news, and I was just like, I would rather just go to sleep and not, not have to go through, you know, recording a podcast for an hour than recording a podcast for an hour. Do I feel better? Kind of. You know, but I'm going to feel much better when I watch that Dave Chappelle. I don't know what I mean. I've seen all of his. I've seen I've seen like like I have comfort food. I've seen all of his comedy specials multiple times. Multiple times. And it's just like, do I want to watch another Dave Chappelle comedy special? I'm not sure. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's the, um, like, I got, I got the Electric City skit. 
I think at the end of one of these, like at the end of one of the, uh, I, I forgot what episode this is, but it's like a recap episode. I got, I got the electric city and the electric city thing. Hold on. Yeah. If you don't know what I'm, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, it's one of my, ironically enough, it's one of my favorite skits ever. If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me find it. Hold on. <clears throat> what is it? What's it called? Uh, how did I literally forget Electric City Office? Electric City. I literally spelled, because I've seen electric spelled so many freaking times. L E O Jesus Christ. E L E L E C T R I K. And I spelled it like that. And then I was just like, that's not how you, like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to watch some Dave show. I'll probably watch Bo. I like Bo Burnham. I'm not going to lie. Not inside. Inside scares the shit out of me. Or just gets me super depressed. Oh my gosh. Hold on. It'll it'll be worth it. Here it is. Sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Call a man flat just to see what was shaking. Yo, Mike, our town is dope and pretty. So check out how we live. In the electric city. They call it Scranton. What? The electric city. Scranton. What the electric city? Lazy Anyways, um, I'm beating out. I'll I'll let. I don't even know who. I don't know what rap names they go by, but they probably will go by a rap name. Um, I'm beating out. 24th podcast. I'll see you Sunday tomorrow for Phoenix Suns versus Bucks. I was about to say Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm tired. Snack attack time. Don't lose your head. We like Cuginos for the tasty bread. They call it Scranton. What? The Electric City. Scranton. What? The Electric City. Scranton.